Happy hump day, golden souls. How are you guys doing? I hope you have a great day. Let's jump right into it. I know I said that we will be going over the four things about Judas. Today, we will not. The Holy Spirit led me in a different direction, so we will be reading from Matthew 26, 47. Hallelujah, amen. So let's go ahead and get right into it so I can tell you what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew, again, Matthew 26, 47 in the New King James Version. It says, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now, his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and kissed him. He went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Thank you, Lord. Now I'll be reading from another text, and that is Luke chapter uh, 23, verse 47. Same story, just in a different book. It says, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Amen. So you could probably get the idea of what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be talking about betrayal. And not only just betrayal, but being betrayed by someone close to you. Many of us have gone through a, a season of betrayal. Many of us have been the um, the one to betray someone. And many of us have been on the other end of the spectrum where we have been betrayed. But either way, on both ends of the spectrum, we have had to come to God to ask for both forgiveness, uh, ask for forgiveness and to um, forgive. So let's go ahead and just talk about it because you know Judas betrayed Jesus and you know we wanted to whoop Judas but it's okay it's okay because Jesus Christ forgave him so it so all is well all is good so first and foremost let us discuss the meaning of betrayal as we know it um, as we know it um, according to Merriam-Webster dictionary it is betrayal is defined as a violation of a person's trust or confidence of, of moral standard. Again, it is a violation of a person's trust or confidence. Mm. So just by that definition, I am pretty sure most of us can raise our hands to say that we have been betrayed. Someone within our family, within our friend, within our friendship circle, somewhere, our, our church members that we were close to betrayed us, violated us, violated our trust. You know what I'm saying? And, and our vulnerability and our openness to them. Right. And so some synonyms of betrayal I looked up. Uh, I'm going to call some out. It is disloyalty, mm. deception, mm, mm, mm. unfaithfulness, backstabbing, and abandonment. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Lord Jesus. Father God, thank you, Lord. Uh, now, I went deeper 
to see what violation meant. And according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, violation is the is disturbance uh, and and or transgression. Wow, Lord have mercy. And so some synonyms for violation was breach, crime, and sin. Oh my goodness! Wow. All right. So, um, as we know it, we can tell that of course Judas was in the circle. He, if they, the, the Bible, both in Luke and Matthew, um, identified him as being one of the 12. So he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was an apostle of Jesus Christ. And he was very close to Jesus. He had direct access to Jesus Christ. And so um, what does that say about our friend circles and things of that nature? That there are people that have direct access to us that are aware and know of our vulnerabilities and our strengths and our weaknesses, our ups, our downs, our circumstances. Uh, they have information on us that they can use against us and betray us. Okay, praise God, Lord have mercy. And so Judas was very close to Jesus. He drew, he drew near. He was very close to Jesus Christ and um, he was... He used that closeness and he manipulated it and he he took for granted he, he took Jesus openness and vulnerability and all and all those things and went to the chief priest and betrayed him to the people that wanted to mutilate him and kill him and mock him and crucify him and those things. Now, now we can definitely argue and contend that at the end of the day. Jesus was going to die on that cross anyway, because for one, it was the will of God, right? Uh, we can definitely, definitely agree on that, right? Now, most people will say, okay, if uh, 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 if, Ju if Judas wouldn't have betrayed him, somebody else would have. Yes, that could very well be true too. However, um, Jesus at the Last Supper, um, called it upon Judas to betray him you know when he said you know someone at this table that's going to dip their hands you know in, in in the water basin will be the one to betray me and everyone went around the table said is it I is it I is it I and when Judas when it was Judas's turn he said is it I and he said you have said it he chose Judas to betray him that's the way that's my revelation that's the way i look at it so you you, you may be very, very right hey it could have been anybody else but he chose judas okay so and at that moment it said that's when satan entered entered in now do i believe that complete evil and demonic something entered in um for me i i think in that revelation i think in that context it's i think in that context it just meant that be that's because Jesus chose him. He said, "It is I," and he said at that moment when he allowed Satan to come in. Um, at that moment, I believe that Judas allowed himself to be open and receive the temptation and act on it. So he 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 was open to the sin, the the temptation, and he acted out on the sin. Okay, Amen. So let's move forward. I found a really great quote in um, in regards to betrayal by Suzanne Collins. And it says, for there to be betrayal, there would have to have been trust first. 
Wow. Yes. Which is absolutely true because uh, if you're not close to someone, you know, if, if you're not really down with somebody like that, if you're not really hanging out or whatever like that, you know, period, you're just not close to somebody, you know, they, they just like two arms length away from you as far as relationship status and all that kind of stuff. When they do something to you, you probably, you're going to shrug it off like, mm, okay, whatever. They tried, you know, but if it's someone close to you, like your sister or your mother or your husband or your best friend or a, a, a confidant or a church member that you just been rolling and hanging with for years, you're going to look at the whole situation differently. You're going to look at the relationship differently. You're going to look at yourself differently. You're going to look at that person differently. Um, everything is going to be um, everything is going to be given from a different scope of lenses because now you're questioning everything since the betrayal has happened, right? All right. So one thing is very significant about this story is that this event, this is a significant event of disloyalty. This, right, this story about Judas betraying Jesus, it definitely demonstrated his at this given time, it definitely demonstrated his disloyalty um, with Jesus. It definitely demonstrated um, that he abandoned he abandoned uh, Jesus Christ. But I will say this: I will say this. Although he abandoned Jesus Christ because Jesus uh, chose him um, to to be a participant uh, to fulfill the will of God on the other end of the spectrum, he still did what was in the fulfillment for the crucifixion amen hallelujah so thank you judas so yes this is a this is a significant event of disloyalty um another thing that i kind of wanted to point out is that when you are the one being betrayed and as i said before everybody has been on the end where they've been betrayed uh when we when we are but when we have been or are being or in the process of a betrayal it is evident, guys. It's evident that we're going to experience some emotional pain, uh, that we're going to go through some emotional trauma. We're going to, as I said before, we're going to begin to question everything. You know, we're going to begin to look at that person and say, you know, how could they? How could she? Or what happened? And just question every single thing, okay? Now, if you are codependent, which means you take care of other people, you put people first, all that kind of stuff. You're, you're going to tend to blame yourself. Was it me? What did I do? What could I have done to prevent the betrayal? And a, a codependent person is not one for, uh, they're going to avoid, con they're going to do everything in their power to avoid conflict and confrontation, all that kind of stuff. So even when they've been betrayed, they're still going to serve that person and kind of tend to that person as though, you know, they're, they're basically going to enable the behavior as though it never happened, right? As though the person that's being codependent, the person as though they betrayed the person that betrayed them, if that makes sense. Hallelujah. Okay. So anyway, what was I saying? Yes, you're going to go through some emotional pain. You're going to question things. And so that is natural. That is natural. That is evident of what you're going to do you cannot avoid the emotional pain that comes after the betrayal because i mean hey jesus even questioned it and said judas are you betraying the son of man with a kiss 
You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> just as he questioned, it shows in our humanity that we are going to question as well the person that betrayed us. Are you, did you really just betray me? Did you really just do this to me? How could you do, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yes, amen. Um, let me tell you something now. When it comes to betrayal, betrayal is does not have a race attached to it. Um, betrayal does not have a socioeconomic status attached to it. Betrayal does not have uh, an IQ attached to it. Betrayal and betrayal is not gender specific. So we cannot say only we cannot categorize betrayal in one specific area or person or status. No, because everybody um, and uh, no matter what your socioeconomic status look like, no matter what gender, what race, what ethnicity, what background, what culture you come from has been betrayed. You cannot avoid it. It will occur at one point or another. It just will. Now, what I will say to you, because I have gone through the betrayal, I have gone through a betrayal. I have been betrayed and it hurt. It hurt so, so bad. Oh my goodness. Um, and I had to go through the process and the process hurt. And so my first advice to you, number one, is to process the grief. Process the grief. Allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to go through every emotion. I went through every emotion. There was malice. There was rage. There was anger. I even had hatred in my heart. And of course, uh, 1 John 3 says that to hate a brother is to be a murderer. And so I had to hurry up and release myself from that and I tried to like rush myself through my emotions and what I felt and I was like oh my god I don't want to feel this I want to go through this hurry up Lord get me get me out of this get me out of this get me out of this and the the more I tried to rush myself through how I felt and what had happened to me the longer God kept me in to say no you're going to stay in this because I need you to really process how you felt grieve it's okay to grieve. It's okay to weep. It's okay to cry. It's okay to get upset and be angry of, of how this person crossed you over. It's okay, but go through it. Now, um, Jeremiah 8.18 said, uh, you know, because even Jeremiah went through this. He said in, in Jeremiah 8.18, my grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. You guys, he, he stated that his grief is beyond healing. Now, we know that that is not true. However, I will say this at that time, that is how Jeremiah felt what he went through. He felt that his grief is be nobody can heal what it is I'm going through. I'll never be healed from this. And most of us have experienced that. Most of us have said that I'll never be healed from this. No one can heal me from this. Not even God himself. We've been just that hurt. He said, my heart is broken. Each and every one of us has experienced that where our heart has been broken and we've just been like i'll never i'll never let anyone get that close to my heart again well you're doing yourself even a greater disservice and a and disadvantage you know because to say that is to say that you will never love again that you will never live again you're only going to exist you know and god does not want that he wants you to live a life abundant um the 
next step I have, or the next suggestion I have is to, when you process your grief and you go through those feelings and emotions, go through it with God because he can help you understand what it is you're going through, why it is you're feeling the way you're feeling, why it is you're thinking what you're thinking, why it is you're questioning what you're questioning, why were you why are you even in this season of betrayal? Why did this even happen? What occurred for this to take place? How can you get through it? He can help you truly understand each and every feeling and emotion and toxic thought that you have in your mind. And yes, I said toxic because it was at a point to where I was just like, I hate this part. I hate my cousin. You know, it was to the point to where I imagined, I imagined like slashing some stuff, even body parts. You know what I'm saying? And so that's toxic thoughts. And so God can even help you get through that. So that's why when you're going to go through all of this, go through it with God. Don't go through don't go through this alone by yourself. Go through it with God so that he can walk you through it every step and stage and every process and he can he can comfort you. He can fill you with peace. He can talk to you and get and share with you wise counsel. He can um, impart to you understanding, wisdom and knowledge. You have to know that, guys. Isaiah 43:2 basically in short because i ain't gonna say all of this isaiah 43 2 uh says that when you go through deep waters i will be with you deep waters when you feel like you're about to drown you you can't breathe you can't bring yourself up when you go i will be with you I will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown what is he saying you are going to survive this and not only survive this but you 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 will make it on the other side to live through it to say I've been there and you know what I lived through it and the only way I was able to get through it was by God's hand and his grace, his mercy and his love that he continued to pierce and penetrate through me in the name of Jesus. He is going to be with you because sometimes when we go through this kind of stuff, we, <coughs> I'm sorry, sometimes when we go through this kind of stuff, we tend to isolate ourselves. That is the last thing we need to do. But even when we do isolate ourselves and we, we become succumbed in darkness, God is still with us because even the light can shun out the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on now. He is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. What is my next suggestion? My next suggestion is no ruminating. No ruminating. What does that mean? That means basically you're thinking about this situation you think about these thoughts over and over and over again in your head without any closure sometimes there will be no closure sometimes you you yourself just may not be like you know what i don't want to talk I, I just want to get through this the best way and healthiest way i can and get back to truly genuinely loving this person other times the other person just be like mm -mm, i don't want to talk to you i want to do with you Ooh. There is no way for close. And other times, God is just saying, hey, there's no need for closure. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's when we think about things over and over with no closure. Don't do that because Psalm 37 1 says, don't worry about the wicked. Yes, that's what I said. That's what the Bible said. Don't worry about the wicked. That's right. Um, Psalms 145 5 says, I will meditate on your wonderful. I'm sorry, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. So when you're going through this kind of stuff, meditate. When those thoughts try and consume you and come through your mind 
instead of thinking about that stuff and going over that stuff in your head of how they did that and all that go through how good god is how great he is how wonderful he is how much he loves you how he is there with you right now even in this time of distress amen think about the miracles and how he healed you and how he's about to heal you again from this storm you know how you know uh, uh he's looking over you and he is on every side of you while you're going through this that you're not going through it alone because he said he will not neither leave you nor forsake you amen my next suggestion is just to of course release it to god release it to god let it go don't carry that burden god said in matthew 11 28 come to me all who is weary and burdened you know come to me all who is weary and burdened that so that i shall give you rest right so release it to god and then confide in someone you trust release it to god of course releasing it means telling it to him crying sobbing woo and then confide in someone you trust a trusted individual that won't go behind you and be like girl guess what happened here she you know she got the jewel girl no we ain't got time for that um and if you just don't know who ask god to place somebody on your heart who you can really talk to about this that's going to um in addition to him but them help you and pray for you um james of course in james 5 it talks it said it talks about praying for each other so that you may be healed pray for each other so that you may be healed and so to pray for each other you need somebody to confide in, to tell what it is that you're going through so that they can pray for you. And so that their prayers will heal you because the righteous prayer of an earnest person, will you will see results. Amen. Hallelujah. And the last suggestion I have, last but not least, forgive. Forgive. Let me tell you something, y'all. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to give you a little, a little wise advice. It's best to forgive. I'm telling you because to heal a wound, you need to stop touching it. To heal a wound, you need to stop touching it. So forgive. Colossians 3.13 says, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. People are going to offend you. People are going to hurt you. People are going to spite you. People are going to talk bad about you. People are going to stab you in the back. People are going to... People are literally that close to you where they can kiss you and turn around and cut you. Okay, just how Judas did to Jesus. That's a prime example that if Jesus is not uh, uh, is not invisible of betrayal, you're not either. You are bound to go through it. You will go through it. We need to model what Jesus did when he went through it. You know what I'm saying? Forgive, release it and forgive and let go and continue to love that person. Continue to love that person. And yes, it's going to be a process. That's why every day you got to wake up and say, I forgive so-and-so. I forgive so-and-so. I forgive so-and-so. I love them. Help me, Lord God, to be genuine within my heart, to forgive them and to love them and to show compassion upon them. Because, Lord, hey, you know what I'm saying? Whatever that prayer looks like, but we have to forgive and let go. Stop touching the wound, guys. Stop touching it because you got to heal from it. All right. So that is my time. That is my word for you in regards to betrayal. As I said, I went through this and God got you just like he has me. And I love him so much for being with me and staying with me and showing me the understanding. Um, 
of what it is that I went through. He can do it for you too. Don't close yourself off from hearing God because there are some very vital, important um, revelations and things that he really needs to speak to you about concerning your season of betrayal what it is that you just went through being betrayed by somebody and if you are the one that betrayed somebody go before god and ask for forgiveness go before god and ask for forgiveness and then talk confide in someone so that they can so that they can pray that you get that betraying spirit out of you um and then try hey see, i mean See if you can go before that person and ask for their forgiveness in the name of Jesus and move forward because you too have to process. You too have to process. What happened to where I allowed this temptation to get the best of me and act out on, up, upon this scene, God? You know what I'm saying? How can I move forward in life without betraying the people I love, you know? So, yes, that's what I wanted to give to you. I love each and every single one of you and I wish you the best. Happy hump day and have a great weekend. So, of course, next week, now next week, we are going to talk about the four things uh, that we can learn from Judas. Hallelujah. Amen. Because although Judas did this, we can still learn some very valuable things from Judas. Okay. I look forward to hearing from you next week, guys. Be strong. Be courageous. Be golden. Bye.